Hey, welcome Woo! to the week of the Gen X guys. We got JD and Len. It's great that you're waving again. You like that? It's just dumb. Dumb, dude. Pull it wow. together. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. You I, got to this, I was sick last weekend. And, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people got sick. We were at a, a conference and a lot of people that came back uh, yeah. weren't feeling well, like being in the week. So clearly it was a super spreader event. But anyway, right. cool. no COVID. But that's fine. It's just colds and whatnot, yeah. the usual stuff. Uh, it's the same thing now, right? Yeah. I mean, essentially it's. Basically, I mean, it's just a severity is what it comes down to, which is no different than having a flu and having a severe flu. You know, is it really a, a difference between them now? I mean, in terms of like severity, like hospitalization rate, is that, are they on par with each other now? I haven't really looked at the numbers. I know like about a year or so ago that like the numbers were pretty even in terms of if you had COVID, like the hospitalization rate and all that type of rate was about the same as the flu. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked. I haven't checked. I, yeah. I mean, to me, before anybody says anything, I we both got you know the vaccine. We're not anti-vaxxers or anything like that. I'm not going to get it again because every time I got the vaccine, the booster or whatever, I was out for like a day, the day after, like or two days afterwards. Like literally, like I had the, like I had it. It sucked. So you're one of those that get a bad reaction to it. I I would get a bad reaction to it. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. But Makes sense. so I, I haven't got it since. So you know, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, dealing with that, you know, don't have COVID. Like I said. Um, yeah, yeah. Did so you I did a test. You did a test. Yeah, I did the test. Or you just assumed. Okay. No, I did the test. I did the test. All right. All right. All right. I mean, part of it could have been like, you know what? I really don't feel that bad, so it's probably not, <laughs> and just go on with my life. So yeah, which I could have done. Because I yeah. don't have it, so it would have been fine. But I tested more for the family than anything else. As, uh, yeah, you know, like my in-laws will live with me, so that's my only ever concern. Is like I feel I'm healthy enough-ish to handle it, but you know, at their age, and my mother-in-law has respiratory issues, so yeah, I have to be concerned yeah. about other people. That's that's what I worry about. I worry about yeah. more than than me. So I'm glad we I die, I die. jumped into a colds and COVID, right? That's really not the focus of today's show, everyone. We're gonna get the focus back is if, if I die, I die. I you know, but don't want my wife I die, I die. Very very profound there. Right. Makes sense. If you die, you're dead, dude. I just mean whatever. Nobody cares. Okay. All right. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm Nobody sure your would care. I'm sure your family would care. I had good life insurance. Jesus, did you wake up like depressed or something this morning? I don't know. Oh. I, maybe it's just you set me off. Jesus Christ. All right. Pull it together, dude. Let's let's try to get a show here. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's just talk about football because maybe that'll at least, I don't know if it'll cheer us up. But, it'll do something. But let's let's talk about it anyway. You know, maybe there you go. So let's talk about the AFC title game between your beloved Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. So. What were kind of your, like, going into that, I mean, last week, we both made our picks. You picked the Ravens because logically it made the most sense based on they were at home, strength, everything about them makes more sense. I went to Kansas City primarily because I felt just there was something about Kansas City and Baltimore just falters. So um, You're right. I mean, I, look, I do have 
an unnatural bias against the Ravens. Period. End of discussion. I don't care who the player is, what they are, what they do. I think that they're overrated. I don't think they're as good as they say they are. Whatever. I just, I can't give them credit. I have a hard time watching them play, even if they're if I knew that they were going to lose. It's just, it's just, I do have, as a Browns fan, I have an unnatural hatred towards them. It's, fuck them. Period. End of discussion. Um, Lamar choked. People can say all these things about the refs, about everybody else fumbled. It if if you look at it, the the defense gave up in the beginning, but the defense bounced right back in the second half. You know, held them scoreless. Um, or was it three points? I don't remember. I'm thinking I'm mixing up the games. No, no, no so they, they scored three points. They yeah, they didn't give any points in the second half to defense. So the defense bounced back, but the offense could not get it going. I mean, everybody wants to look at the excuses about the refs, but, you know, as a Browns fan, we we always think that the refs side with the Ravens. And I think whenever your team loses or doesn't do well, you always want to blame the refs, right? Every every fan base does that. But I'm sorry, but the Ravens have nothing to stand on. I mean, they're, they're one of those elite franchises that usually get the calls going their way, whether Ravens fans want to believe it or not. Um. But no, I mean, right, Lamar Cope, I know you're a Browns it. fan. Calm down. Calm no, down. I'm happy. I'm happy. Fuck that. I get to say what I want. Saying they always get the calls. Calm down. Calm down. Two, year, two years in a row, though, trying to get in the end zone from the one yard line. Two years in a row, they fumble the ball and let it come, you know. And, and that, was a, that was an impressive, though, play there yep. for the fumble. But it was. Okay, hold on. Real quick. You're saying Lamar failed. And granted, he didn't pass well. He didn't play well. But in all fairness, and people brought this up. Which well, was other screwed. people did too. Yeah, but, but again, what's true is the Ravens went away from their game. Like, they're a running team. They ran six times. The, like, they the didn't even try. Thing, the thing is, and I'm, I'm not saying this was, was why it happened, but the one thing that I know about the Ravens is, is that they have their game plan, and that's run, and stop you on defense. You know, yeah. how do, I think giving up that early touchdown and being behind either changed their game plan or, to your point, they just didn't really stick with it because they don't play well from behind. Because, again, that's not ever since forever. Like, you know, they don't play well from behind because they're, they'll keep the score within reach and just slowly pull away from you. And they, once, yeah. I think they, they might have panicked or whatever, but, yeah. How I don't think they, they came in prepared, like the coaches. How the coaches specifically came in with How this arrogance, this Maybe. arrogance, dude. They didn't. They got the ball first because Kansas City got the ball to start the second half, if I remember correctly. Yep. Baltimore, like if I remember correctly, the first series they only ran like once. Yep. Right. So they're already getting even before they're down seven zero. They're already getting away from their offense, and then even when they tied it seven seven. They still could have. And by the way, that touchdown was just a, a lucky, yeah. really a lucky toss. I mean, he just chucked it out there because he was able to escape and everything. And that's part of what he does. He can that's get what with his does. legs. He's a good. He's good at maneuvering and getting around, which has always been a plus for him. He's amazing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got away from the run. And so, from my perspective, it's like, and again, all week you've been hearing people give their views on different talk shows and whatnot. But some of it's a lot of it points to the, it's true. Like. The Ravens, to your point earlier, are running and defense. Run the ball, run the clock, 
let the defense hold you in and you'll always win. Yeah. And I don't think it was because they got down 7-0. I literally think they came in with this grand plan, like, let's throw them off and let's let Lamar suddenly be like this quarterback who can throw. That, there's, and again, being on Brown's form type stuff with our, you know, we're going to back to Brown. I know. Always comes back to the fucking Browns. But no, no, no. I'm just saying the, my perspective, a lot of people will say that, and I even heard on, on a few talk show hosts say that um, part of the idea was to show that they're they're not that team, that Lamar can lead them as a passer, and that they don't need to rely on the run game. Like, no, we we could beat you this way. Well, that's some Shanahan stuff right there, if you ask me. It is. Shanahan has been notorious some... in the past of team is leading, and th- this is different, obviously. Br- you know, the Ravens came in and just straight up decided to go this route and prove that Lamar is this elite overall quarterback. And he's a great running quarterback. He is not the most accurate. Hasn't always ever been. Has he been more accurate this year? Yeah, a bit. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, honestly, like, I just don't get it. But anyway, that being said, like, Shanahan is notorious as well for getting above himself. Like, suddenly in the Super Bowl, we're winning – Niners, or Niners are winning in the Super Bowl against Kansas City easily. All they had to do was keep running, and they started. Suddenly, Jimmy needed to become the passer of the game, and quick three and outs, and suddenly Kansas City starts rolling, and it was over. And that happened back with Atlanta when they were up twenty-eight to three. The whole second half, all they had to do was run the ball. Granted, you can't run all the time; they'll just stack the box. But you're running clock, and of course, yeah, the defense was crap too. By the way, because they gave up so many points, but. Well, you also have to like you know short passes, all these things that usually is in his game plan. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but two I mean, really good running backs for Atlanta back then. And the thing so. is, and not not to jump to the NFC game, but you kind of saw that a little bit in the first half with the 49ers. They seemed really disjointed and 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 off. But to give him credit, he made those proper adjustments in the second half. Yeah, I think yeah, no, I, I I mean, you want to give you want to give the players credit, of course, but. It's also teams don't do turn around like that without the coach playing a large part in it. With with the defense, I'm not a fan of Wilkes, but he stepped up. And but yeah, that's not, I'm trying. I'm skipping to the NFC game. Um, do you think it was with, with the AFC Championship game? Do you think it was more the Chiefs did what they had to do, or the Ravens just threw the game overall? I, I honestly think the Ravens blew it. I don't think the Chiefs won it as much as the Ravens blew it. The Ravens blew it because, to my point early on, they did not play their game plan. Like, well, I, I, get, I take that back. Maybe that was their game plan for that game, but they didn't play who they were, right? Like, who they have shown themselves to be all season. They didn't show that. And then when they got behind your point, then they, and late in the game, they're, of course, they're going to pass at that point. They have to. Um, but it doesn't benefit them. The Chiefs. I mean, honestly, offensively, they've been struggling for a while now. And, yeah, they got they got it in. And we'll always talk about Mahomes. Can't count Mahomes out. And I don't disagree. Yeah, you but never they didn't can. do it in the second half. To no, seal the they game did nothing. To to just even get a field goal range. Yeah. They, they didn't. So you can't – that's why, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I give credit where credit is due. Chiefs still had to win it. They still had to score some points. They had a – offense played a very good first half. Kelsey was killing them in the first half. Um, but to your but then point, they adjusted 
and they, they, tried stuck, to, and they, they became and non-factors. They yeah, and they were non-factor. They didn't really do anything. And I mean, it took the turnovers and all that type of stuff to keep them from having a chance to come back. And I mean, it it, it wasn't the, the scoring wasn't what I expected at all. Like I think I had it a pretty high scoring game. I don't think that the total was. I I think what I thought the Ravens or the Chiefs would score by themselves was more points than the total for this game. Mm-hmm. I think I said like thirty something for for the total for each team, and I, that didn't happen this game. And I think you win thirty one seventeen is what you had. So you had the seventeen okay. right for Kansas okay. City. You called that. I I thought that. I, Having them just score seven points blows me away. And like you said, it wasn't like it was a great drive. That could have went any other way. That didn't have to be a touchdown. Yeah. They literally could have came out of it with just three. Easily, just as easily. I love how heading into this championship game, they were all, you know, everybody, again, the Ravens were talking, you know, this is the best overall team they've ever had. This is going to be great. Overall, yes, I agree. I, well, I mean, not as good as the Super Bowl winning teams, but right. the one they've had with Lamar Jackson specifically, this is their best overall team, and I agree there. Um, but again, I mean, they had their struggles offensively as well. Yeah. And I don't know if they came in with a sense of, well, they definitely came in with a sense of we're going to try something new, which was the dumbest time to ever do that. Um, maybe throwing in a trick play here and there is, is fine. Changing your whole identity for the championship game makes no sense. It made no sense. But yeah, you called it thirty-one seventeen. I called it twenty ten. KC. So um, you were way closer than I was. Yeah, like, I didn't expect a lot of that one. But yeah, you were, you were right. And I think going back to what you said, you know, when you look at their old teams, obviously the first win that they did, they had an all-time defense. Right. That's what won the game. And then they also had right? 2000, I think it was when they had the Ravens defense. Yeah. And then um and then the rushing game was, you know, they had a two thousand yard rusher. So that but they couldn't pass worth shit. So yeah, I right. think in, in that respect, bad, this is overall because they, they actually have a decent passing attack when they have Andrews and Flowers. Mm-hmm. The the last one they won, it was because Flacco went on fire. I think people forget that. They really weren't that great of a team going into that. I mean, they were a top team, yes. But Flacco went on fire during that playoff run. Like, it was like, what the? Like, seeing him play all the time, again, you know, twice a year, that playoff Flacco wasn't wasn't normal. So I do think this is the most well-rounded team by far. But maybe not by far. But, I mean, it, it's still more well-rounded than the other teams were. And, yeah, but but to your point, they went. I think coaching killed them. But also, look, I mean, I think that they offense didn't show up. I mean, they just they, you know they had drops, they had, and then Lamar, and then the fumbles. It just overall, just they weren't ready for the game. Either they weren't, and I you know I think it's coaching and players. Obviously, they they took that game away. Yeah, I mean, some some players will never just get there. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. They can have great teams and they still never succeed. Well, look at it. I mean, everyone wants to talk about Elway won two Super Bowls, but I mean, we remember those those games, you know, in the '90s where he wasn't the Elway he was when he lost those Super Bowls, right? Right. He, you know, it was Terrell Davis is running, and they had a really solid defense. He was, even though he was a factor. I'm not saying you know he 
didn't do anything, but he wasn't the John Elway of those other ones who was the prime reason why they they were successful. It was that oh, yeah, the same thing can be time. said for Manning's last Super Bowl win. Same same thing. So, yeah, so all the Denver wins are basically, you know, nothing to do with the, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that they had at that time. But it's true. It's all about their strong defenses and, and support players. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. So let's jump to the NFC. Yeah. Um, so Niners, Detroit, that was that was definitely a much better game, both for... Well, as a Niner fan, you could say that now. That well, first half was ugly. Yeah, the first half just felt like it was over. I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally thought when they were down 24 to 7 at halftime, I'm like, it's done. Like, they showed no effort. They seemed lost that out was there. A big thing. It wasn't it wasn't like the, the Ravens, right? Where they seemed like they just, it was a bad game plan. It just seemed like the Lions were playing at a much higher level than them, that they were just a better team. And I don't yeah. think it was anything against any player, any one player, any games scheme, to be honest. I think the Lions just came out and fucking rocked them. Yeah, I don't uh, think the Niners end. were. I think, again, there was a bit of overconfidence and lack of play. I mean, they weren't they weren't pushing hard. And this actually oh. has been brought up just yesterday or two days ago by Wilkes himself and even Shanahan. Yeah. They need the defense specifically. And that just first like, half oh. was a great example. And even to some degree, the second half. Like, they're not running hard all the time like they usually do. Like they were really yeah. lackadaisical, and Chase Young was just killing me. But um, oh my god, that one touchdown run! Yeah, where he kind of like went to push yeah. the guy. Yeah, he put no effort in. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, like you're right. The whole first half, like Detroit it's, came out. I could, I was just sh- surprised by that. Like they just came out and were just whooping. They were on another level, energy level. I think that yeah, the 49ers were down and they were up, and just it, again, it was just nobody wasn't playing bad. It just it was like one of those games where, like, you know, mid-season where you have a, a one of the better teams in the league playing against a bottom feeder, right? Mm-hmm. Where it just seemed like they were outmatched in that game. Right. Um, the, the turnaround, though, was – I mean, there were some questionable calls by Campbell. Not questionable. I, I'm I sorry. Know, I, dude. I, I think I he don't... stuck to who he was. That, that's been my whole point, like – He's I, I, I know, and it's stupid. And look, 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 that's fine. He's it worked a lot. Clear. It worked a lot through the season. So, you live, uh, right, you're, you're right. You live by the sword and you die by it, right? Yeah. Be who and you are. Honestly, and, and I think it's a stupid philosophy. I mean, you team all the, the NFC title game. The difference between if he would have went for the field goal before sure. half, and, but I know that he wanted he, that dagger. And I know that would have been a, that would have been almost game over. That would have pretty much been game over. Being Probably. up thirty-one-seven, right? No, 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 no. No, they take they made the field goal when it was it was twenty-one-seven. It was fourth and th- goal. It was three yards out. He was oh, right, probably yeah. going for the touchdown. Right. Went for the field goal and made it twenty-four to seven. It could have been twenty-eight-seven at that point had they gotten the touchdown. Right. No, no, no. I meant the one before half. That's what I'm talking about. That's the oh, one yeah. before half. Yeah. It was twenty-one-seven. They kicked the field goal to get it to make it twenty-four. Right, okay, right, 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 right. People right. were like, "Why didn't you go for a touchdown there?" Well, because he felt the distance on that case was too far. He right went for the field goal and to get points. To your point, you know, he wanted to get points. So twenty-four-seven seemed insurmountable right. to some degree. Yeah. Well, seventeen-point lead is usually in an NFC Championship game. Is yeah, 
No Is teams that? come back from that, except this well, week. Last well, game. no, Porter Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly. Twice. Against yeah. the Falcons, who we all know. That's right. Forgot about the Falcons one. Yeah, that was another one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I, uh, I understand that that's who he is. But there were a few times when he, like, I think I'm, I'm thinking I might have been confusing the when the 49ers were up 27-24, I think it was, and he went for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch. When he could have tied it, agreed. He could have tied it. I probably was confusing that. Um, yeah. And it well, has really dude. It gives game. a shit. I mean, you're just confused anyway. Yeah, I am. But that one was just one of those where you're like. Look, I get it, but you, you you have no momentum. A field goal at least gives you a little momentum. I think it was, again, live by the sword because if it works and you get a touchdown out of that, it swings all the momentum in their favor. But I think at, at a certain point you have to say, hey, we need to stop the bleeding. We need to we need to get things moving in a positive direction, but. Yeah, but and I always laugh because hindsight being twenty twenty, I always assume, oh well, if he'd gone for the field goal, then you know we would have tied it, then they would have had a chance. Like, well, you don't think the Niners would have reacted differently too? Like, everything has a cause and effect. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Way, I don't think they would have. I just think that that's my philosophy. I don't think I'm not saying it would have definitely. Right, but I love the fans who are like, dude, we could have won. We could have won by three. Oh, no. We would have, you know, because we would have gotten the two field goals and we would have. I'm like, well, if the Niner fucking kicker had made his field goal, right? Then, yeah. I, I, so, yeah. I mean, it's like, but I, I agree with you. I mean, it, at that moment in time, I thought he made the right decision going for the field goal to end the first half. I think to your point, when it was late, it was 27-24. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. should have gone for the field goal. And he didn't want it. He wanted to get that first down and try and get that touchdown. I respect that. That's who he is. But by doing that, he lost. So, you know. Like I said, you know, it. it but yeah, but the Niner defense was much stronger. And again, I laugh because people feel like it was a closer game. I mean, the Niners played fucking prevent for that final drive that Detroit took to get that touchdown. They weren't trying, like they weren't trying to uh, get trying in there again. And almost always, when you, works. yeah, and almost always you get that touchdown, that gimme. So in reality, yeah. you know. The thought that oh, if we'd gotten that field goal, would have made it. No, the defense would have played differently on that differently. final drive. Then, so right. it, it's totally different. Right. Um, but yeah, the onside kick is impossible to get. Basically, now it is. Yeah, yeah. And so. people are saying, well, the guy touched it. Yeah, but he touched it early. So yeah. even if they, even if he would have recovered it, it would have been a penalty. Been, yeah, and it would have been niner ball right yeah. there. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, to your point, yeah, it it rarely ever works. So the 49ers played the odds and. You know, it worked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, I, I, what what do you think about the the Cam Newton comments? Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. Cam Newton's a joke. Um, yeah. really, he I mean, honestly, it's just, dude, you had your time. It's, no one ever confused Cam Newton with being a great passer. No, he he was just a great big running quarterback. Basically, Josh Allen is what he was. But Josh Allen has a bit more talent on the throws. Well, well much more talent on the throws, to be honest. Yeah, well, I the question Josh Allen's decision making too, but I agree with you. On that. Is what what brings him down? Like he yeah. makes. We'll say with Cam Newton. Trouble. I mean, so yeah. But Cam Newton makes, not, was never accurate at all. No, he got one Super Bowl because he was running. Yeah, it was he like one Lamar's, Super Bowl lost to 
Peyton yeah. Manning in Denver. Yep. And don't forget the uh, fumble he had that he decided not to drop down and get. He just stood over it and watched That's it as everybody changer. went. Well, he's yeah. a game changer, all right. Yeah, he did. He, he cost the him the right game. The he is yeah. a game changer. He's not wrong. But yeah, the comment about ten, you know, ten players better than him. It's like okay, yeah. If you want to take a look at individuals, sure. There's probably ten more talented players on the Niners right off the top. It's irrelevant though. It the point is he is fitting the team for what they need. He well, plays no. a smart place. He he knows what he he takes the chances when he can. And uh, like the first half in that game, he, again, it was another tip ball that he got picked on. Still not the best decision where he was going with it, but if it wasn't tipped, it probably would have been just missed by everybody. Right. And I love how people early on were like talking about if he's like a like he still needs to prove himself like that pass he made to uh, Jennings when he's cutting to his left in the turns and just dumps it over the top. Right. And Jennings makes a fantastic catch, by the way. Yes. And uh, people were like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, wait a minute. Mahomes does that shit all the, all time, the time. And that's okay. But he's doing this and he's just He's he's not that good. It's like come what, on. What killed me about the, the the comment that Newton made was the fact that a mediocre quarterback or a top ten a quarterback just in the top ten, like you know, ranked like tenth, is way more valuable than the best receiver, best to an offense. Look, I'm sorry, but I mean, you you don't compare quarterbacks to other players. That's why, I like the MVP thing is is Yes, it's a joke. It really is a joke. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. The 49ers can still be where they are without CMC. It'd be a lot harder. They may not have made it. They could still, even with Debo. Debo's effect on the offense. But let's remember what happened last year when Purdy went out. Yeah. The 49ers had no chance. I'm sorry, yeah. but <clears throat> quarterback, you don't compare quarterbacks to other players. It, it's It's not a fair ranking because, again, they're so valuable. There, you know, there's no other position in any in any league in, or any other sport that is that huge of a factor for a, for a team. It's what it is, and so yeah, the whole thing of saying he's the tenth best player, that's fine, but they need him. They need him more than any other player. He's he, and Montana made a, a comment. That I think it was this week. I don't know if you saw it. You know, on the Pat McAfee show. Good, I think it was Pat McAfee, yeah, where he said that the thing that he had to learn about that offense is you're a facilitator. You're you're the one to make sure that everybody gets involved. You get them the ball. You let them shine. And that's, that's what the best quarterbacks do. Yeah. And again, Purdy's only in his second year, so I'm not going to put him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league just yet. But, but give him a little credit. He, the kid is going up. Like it's not like he is making the Niners a better team. And that's the most important part for a quarterback yeah. is to make them better. And he's going to continue to improve. And that's the exciting part. Like as a Niner fan, you got to be excited because you finally have a quarterback. You feel confident. Well, as first off, is young is already shown that he can deliver in big games two weeks in a row. Yeah. Like he, he's got, he's capable. And to your point, yeah, Montana made the whole facilitator, but he also mentioned about Perry is like he just understands his role in the offense. Yeah. Like he knows what he needs to do and he does it. And a lot of quarterbacks, Cam Newton, don't understand that yeah. and think it's all about them and not about the, like they have to have yeah. those stats and then they suck. Um, and he's and still, and look, let's be yeah. honest, dude, Cam Newton's bitter because first off, he couldn't even get a starting job and he didn't want to play backup anywhere. 
because he thought he was still good. When he wasn't, he was horrible. Mac Jones beat him out. Um, and he hasn't been in the NFL for a few years, and he he won't be coming back because no one he he was just poor for the last like four seasons of his career. Yeah, I mean it was horrible. It was like and a again, sudden drop. When you rely on that athleticism purely as a quarterback, if you lose it, it's it's done with. I mean, you look at Mahomes. Mahomes has that athleticism. He can run. He can scramble. He can do all that stuff. But he also has an amazing arm. I mean, if he may not be the quarterback that he is today or last year or whatever, but if something happened, you know, to his knee or something where he didn't have that to rely on, he's still an incredibly accurate quarterback with a with an amazing arm, right? And he also he doesn't panic. You know, he he just he plays. You know, he plays he facilitator. He does get it to people. But I mean, I have no doubt that a Mahomes, you know, losing a step again, it's kind of like in Elway. In Elway, you used to rely on his running, his athleticism, you know, to be able to be young. Same thing. Young. But as their career progressed, they were able to use other weapons, which was, I mean, remember Steve Young's accuracy, his later part of his career was phenomenal. You know, it wasn't about, you know, you always think of that, the Viking run, right? that amazing run where he barely made in the end zone because his body just was like, no, you're done. And he stumbled into the end zone. You know, you think about that, but you forget about the season when his accuracy was like 70% for a year. And that's fucking amazing. And I think like a Mahomes can do it, you know, we'll see about like an Allen and some other, other quarterbacks, but Cam, once, you know, once he really wasn't that runner anymore, you know, he failed miserably. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, uh, I, I look when people like Cam talk, I just ignore them because first off, they're just trying to get their name relevant. in the public again because they're irrelevant and they know it, yeah. and so nobody cares. And he wants to bring someone else down to make himself seem like he's better. I got news for him; he's not going to the Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall oh, of Fame right? quarterback. He's not even close. No. I'm sorry. He's, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, so. I hope he has that understanding already in place, which he doesn't. He's going to always think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like he's not game. even close. He led the one Super Bowl, and they lost, and he played horribly in that Super Bowl. And also, I mean, and I think this year Lamar deserves the MVP for the regular season, of course, right? Because he showed great balance between running and passing. Like, he, an improvement. Yes, I mean, Purdy literally led every stat. If it wasn't for that Ravens game, I, I don't think care. Purdy See, would. that's where I laugh, because... One game, which if you really interpret the game correctly, like immediately yeah, yeah. these first two turnovers weren't even really on Purdy. They were tip passes that went freaking weirdly in a different direction than normal. And I disagree. Not that I'm saying Purdy should be MVP because honestly, I think it's good that he doesn't get it because then it gives him something more driven for it. It's another right, chip right. on his shoulder to be forgotten. And Lamar Jackson keeps, is this will be a second one. He's going to win. And again, he's done nothing in the playoffs. And uh, I, I guess, you know, I hate I, the MVP I, because it should include playoffs personally, because it's almost always it's always going to be the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs that are being listed for MVP. True. Not a single person ever considered for MVP is not in the playoffs. That's true. Because you still have to be on a good team. Yeah. And so they should take the playoffs into account. And if they did, I guarantee Purdy would, would be considered or Mahomes before Lamar Jackson is. Well, I think, I guess part of my point was, I, I do think that they were looking for a reason also not to give it to Purdy. 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Of when course. you look at all the numbers, they were undeniable. I mean, any other quarter, Mahomes put up those numbers when it with having Kels, like when he had Tyreek Hill and he had all these other great players, that wasn't a mark against him. They would have been singing his praises. But I think they were looking for any reason to not give it to him. And I, I'm not saying that I don't think he deserved it. I think as soon as that happened, he had no chance at the MVP. They were like, okay, good. We well, I mean, they all made it sound like going into that game, this will determine the MVP, which is <laughs> stupid because they've basically laid that one game is the only one that matters. Yep. But had it, yeah, so it's dumb. It's, but then again, I always think sports media, you know, and we're talking about sports, but um, so there's some hypocrisy uh, there. But point being <laughs> is that, I mean, none of us know shit. But even more so, the guys who get paid all the big bucks, they're just making shit up. Like, they're not really evaluating deep. They're just, you know, the ones I listen to are the guys who actually look at film and all the time and focus on it. I mean, the great they're ones. Wrong. Yeah. And even they're wrong, but they at least know it if they make mistakes. Like, like uh, yeah. Chris Sims. I actually like a lot of Chris Sims stuff because he goes into it. He actually yeah. tries to evaluate it without emotion. And again, is he always right? No. Yeah, but... I appreciate the fact that he dives into it. Well, I would say Dan Orlovsky, who uh, also ESPN, yeah. he uh, he goes into details a lot. So yeah. I don't agree with him all the time, and that's fine. But you know, there's and times I do, and like it's with a lot of them. You know, I don't always agree with them, and that's the beauty of this whole thing. You know, what the stupid part is when when people will say stuff like, "Oh, I'm not going to listen to Orlovsky because he's the guy who ran out of the end zone." Like, really? That's your fucking reason? Yeah, that is the stupidest reason. That's when I ask him, wait, did you get to the NFL? Huh? Well, also, no? okay, fine, you're right. You're right. That guy, Bill Walsh, never made it to the NFL, and he was a mediocre and uh, college player. But, yeah, he knew – so not listen to him about offense or Belichick for defense. You know, that's yeah. not – you know, let's get to the corners. Belichick is an amazing defensive mind, but, you know, he never played in the NFL, so let's discount him. Yeah. I mean, Dan Orlovsky and Shannon Sharp got into it Monday about – Purdy and has he proven like Orlovsky's a you know push and just like Pat McAfee they're all pushing hard the people need to stop oh, bringing Sherman Purdy too. down yeah oh Richard Sherman made freaking uh Skip Bayless look stupid he um, really did and Bayless just doesn't get it like he's just they're thinking he's still right and he's just but dumb it's also like how sharp was about it sharp like moving the goal post oh he has to do this if he doesn't win two Super Bowls in a row yeah then he's not this quarterback he's not a top 10 quarterback in the league it's like Dude, he moves the goalposts. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like, someone brought up a good point. Another talk show has brought up another good point. No, only people complaining about Purdy and bringing all this shit up is the media. None of the fans have, during the season come out and said Purdy's the best in the NFL. None of us have stated that. The Nobody. Niners have never stated that. None of the players, Purdy himself, has never stated that. They've just played their game and kept going, saying he's doing a great job. Yeah. It's the media who's seen him do so well, and then they're like, "This can't be right." He was the last pick of the draft. There's no way. This guy's garbage. We're just yeah. waiting for the shoe to drop. And it's like, dude, Niner fans he, were fine with it. We weren't going out there saying you guys are wrong. Of course, now Niner fans are defending him as they should. But they're defending um, him because, but then it make, but then the worst part is that you have the people who start defending him end up going a little too extreme in the other way. So, well, yeah, that's always going to happen. But yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about sports media. You know, when you're in the major networks and whatnot, you're always going to yeah, overstep. Yeah. And, and throw a little bit more craziness into it. So, but yeah, well, before, you know, I wanted to also get into, like, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And I know we have another week before the Super Bowl. So, uh, 
It's the following weekend. So we can take I a little bit more time. I, What's I your gut instinct right now? 49ers should win. If they if they learn from this the Detroit game. Well, if they need they, to learn from both games because they started slow okay. in both games. If if they if they yeah, I think mean, that's a good point. That's actually very accurate. And I think that's the whole point. If they learn from those games and they come out like they did in the second half of both of those games, you know, for the most part, it's I think they win handily. I again you can't count out Mahomes, but I think you know their defense is solid, but I you know they're probably the equivalent to like Detroit's defense on that type of level where they're and they lost one of their best players who's not going to be in the Super Bowl, right? You know, pass rusher. So I, I, and I just think that they're just not at that level. I think, like we said, the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl should have been the two best teams. I still don't think that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I mean, they're kind of they're on a little bit of a roll, but I, like I said, you, I think we both agree the Ravens lost that game more than the Chiefs won it. The Chiefs did what they had to do, but if the Chiefs come out and play like they did in the second half against the Ravens, against a team that's pretty equivalent to the Ravens, I think, especially on defense, um, they're, 49ers should win it pretty handily. Yeah, I think it, I, I don't think it's really going to – I again, but I think it's all on the 49ers. I think it's a 49ers game to lose. If the Chiefs come out and win, it's because, to your point with Shanahan and some of the other things, that they – they choked it away, kind of like the Ravens did. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think, it, it, like, to your point, like looking back at the Chiefs' playoff run, Miami, they dominated. I mean, granted, that was a minus 29 wind chill factor. So that was a cold-ass game against a team that's not built for cold. Built for speed. Yeah, way too much built for speed. Yeah, but regardless, offensively, they still had chances, and they just didn't do it, and the defense yep. was better, and, and Kansas City was the better team. And that you kind of knew going in anyway it was going to be the better team. Kansas City was still struggling getting into the playoffs offensively, and that hasn't changed. Even in Buffalo, and like I said the week before, I knew Buffalo would lose because it's Buffalo. And they did because they're Buffalo. Like, Josh Allen was missing. Instead of going for the easy catches to keep moving the ball down the field so they had a chance to tie or take the lead, he kept just chucking shit up there, which is the problem he has. He can't. He can't understand the moment back to montana's point understanding his role hero in the ball. team he, yeah he's just all about hero ball and it kills the team every time yep. so they lost more than the chiefs won i think it was a better balanced game between both being competitors but the bills had chances allen just blew it he lost them that game I, I, I and agree. then for the ravens game the ravens just didn't even play with their identity like, i don't know what the hell that was i came out but but the Chiefs, to your point, they, they scored enough, apparently, because there was nothing the Ravens were going to score. And the Ravens looked poor. Yeah, and, and the Chiefs' defense definitely played better. But even even times like that touchdown that they knocked the ball out literally on the half-yard line, I mean, that's just – it's not – obviously, yeah, it's it's one of those unfortunate things that can happen, and it did at that point in time. So Two years um, in a row, by the way. I just want to rub yeah, that in. Yeah, that's true. I know. Right. You like that. But the, uh, but to your point, yeah, like the Chiefs are not as strong. Defensively, they're not as strong. Andy Reid will have a good game plan, but so does Shanahan. Like you give Shanahan two weeks, he'll come up with a great game plan. But you're right. I think it's going to come down to two things. The Niners' defense has to pick up their intensity. They were lazy as shit against Detroit. And they got they don't, three outs. The second half, they were much more intense, but they need to be that intense to start the game. 
Um, I, I don't know but, how they ought to get on Chase Young. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the it factor, but if he plays that lackadaisical in a yeah, Super Bowl. He has Bowl, to play like this. This is it. This is all he has. I mean, this is his one chance for a Super Bowl. He needs to give 100% the whole game, and that's it. Like, kill, the way that you know, he played off was just. Yeah. But that's my point. Like some, you know, and it wasn't just him. The corners were playing pretty poor early in the first half. the The tackling was pretty poor. They run to the ball. I mean, there's only two guys. You know, Bosa was pushing hard, but he's up front. And then, of course, uh, Warner is yeah. fucking everywhere. You never worry about Warner's effort. But it was just the whole I defense. Greenlaw. I think Greenlaw is another one who. Oh, I love Greenlaw. He plays. I think. I think when you look at the athleticism of a Bosa, obviously Bosa's like one of those freaks of nature. Just. He doesn't, he, yeah, but Greenlaw is a guy who just brings out intensity, sometimes a little too much. But, uh, hey, yeah, that one, you know, that's the type of player he is. But, yeah, I mean, I'm in trouble sometimes, especially yeah. on the sidelines when he goes and hits a guy way too late. He gets flagged. And that's happened I, multiple times. Not like just once. Like I, said, I think he's one of those guys where you're like, God damn it. But, yeah. you know, it's it's what it is. But, yeah, I think they were the only ones who really were bringing it, yeah. uh, you know. I do and get concerned, do. though, if the Niners get to a close game, we have to rely on the kicker. He's He has shown, his in, like in the Detroit game, he missed one, okay. which should have been easy, but he missed it. And then, uh, obviously, earlier in the season, which is fine, you know, you're still learning, that's fine. Yeah, but, but the last game of the season, he missed a field goal, an extra point. Um, So, I don't want to keep it close. Like, I don't want it to be close. Like, Kickers close, to me are, chance. I, they're just... It's all mental. I agree. hundred percent. People say, why can't they do it? It's no different than the NBA where guys can go to the free throw line and practice and make a hundred in a row, but there are 70% free throw through shooters in games. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, uh, but I can hear people going, dude, that's all they're paid to do is kick the ball, which is true. Right. Which is true. But yeah, that makes it even worse is that they have how many chances a game. So, that whole time going up to that, what's happening in their head? Right. Please get a touchdown. Please get a touchdown. I mean, you have a Justin Tucker or a Vinatieri, guys like that, who are like, I got this. Like, yep. as much as I hate Tucker, the guy's fucking just money. You get him anywhere close to 60 yards and he's going to make it at yep. any point in the game. I, it, It's just same thing with Vinatieri. They just have that ice in their veins where, like in Montana, it, it's not that oh, they play better. No, they just, nothing changes. Yeah, their, think, mind, their mindset is the same every time. The same, is consistent. But I think the reason why kickers fail is because there's a, all, like you said, oh, they had one job to do. Yeah, and they're sitting there waiting. And they're in their head. Agreed. yeah. They're in their head all that time that they're going down. Like, and, and they're on the 28-yard line, first down and 10 on the 28, and they're sitting there, and there's all that time, they're just thinking, all right, I got to make this kick, I got to make this kick. Yep. You know, so... I, yeah, you're right. They make millions of dollars from doing that, but people trivializing the fact of the mental aspect of it and and how much it weighs on them is is it's kind of criminal. I mean, just how people act like it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the Niners would be more the Niners blowing it than the Chiefs winning it, similar to the Baltimore game. What's so, the spread right now? Actually, I haven't seen. Last that. I'd seen it was, and this was earlier in the week. It was one. Like it's a pick 'em basically. Really? Um 49ers favor though, right? At the time they were, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the money started pushing towards the uh the 
Jeez. That is the thing that cracks me up the most when people use betting lines to say, well, look, the 49ers are favorite. The, the bet, I mean, you know, as well as anyway, you work for one that sports books only care about where the money goes. Yeah. They don't care about who wins or who loses. They, to them, that means zero. Yeah. They move the line based upon where the money goes. So if you have, Apparently, yeah, the bigger money spend is going to push the line the other way. Correct. Yeah. Right. But that, they'll start. Well, well, yeah, but they'll start with a set level. But if a lot of money starts going towards the Chiefs, then you're right. They'll bring it down. Right. But again, they're also going to start that not because, oh, we think this is what's going to happen. They go off of it based upon how they think that the money's going to go. Right. And that's why it's always funny when people use the betting line as like, well, see, they, you know, this was their intention or, oh, look, they're favored or they weren't favored or they were underdogs. It's like nobody's saying shit. You know, the betting line is purely about money. And it's right. funny that people think that it actually has anything to do with the game. No, yeah. no. They, yeah, they base it off of a lot of uh, known factors that they've seen. And so they, these guys actually who do this stuff are actually put a lot of time into data to come up with a starting spread. Yeah. And it also determines on information they find. Yeah. Like if suddenly there's injuries next week, that spread's going to change. Right. right? Um, and so that'll happen. But like for now, I think, what was it at? It says it's at, trying to find it. I'm not having any luck. I should really open up my betting apps. But it's at uh, two, I think, right now. Uh, on But different sports books have slightly different numbers so depending which one you look at it will make a difference but it's usually always around the same number between yeah. the two so they're probably just trying to get people to bet on theirs they may think that the more money you know they may not have that balance between how people yeah it's minus it two right now yep so somebody might do minus one and a half because they want more money to flow in on one side yep you know they want that balance yeah and i saw some of the uh betters uh posted recently that you know a lot of money's going to kansas city to your point but the the ones who are smarter, betters who have obviously who win more and have a better sense of how things go are putting more on the Niners. So, you know, yeah, it just depends. The, the odds are still the, the Niners. I think it's the Niners game to lose. I mean, anything two or less, really three or less, is almost a pickup because now you're thinking about field goal difference, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. So we'll see. Well, we have a whole week. We'll see next week is when they start doing media day and all the other stuff. And this one, we gets more real for a lot of players. Good thing is, I mean, the Chiefs obviously have been to the Super Bowl, so they have the experience. And the Niners have quite a few players who've been to the Super Bowl when we lost to the Chiefs. Right. So that'll help in a lot of sense, too, to at least prepare the team on how to act. And Shanahan's been there, so he knows the, you know, what he needs to do. It's nothing new. Hopefully he's learned, yeah. This yeah. Well, he lost to. Yeah. Well, Purdy's yeah. helped bring him back twice. In the past, that never happened. So, well, you know, we'll see. So last thing I want to chat about, because I, this, I think it spells the end for two coaches, Belichick and Carroll. So now all that the hiring has been done, all the teams cool. have hired head coaches. Like, do you think they're ever going to get, like, do you think they'll have a chance next year? No. I think it's the age and the control factor, right? Do you yeah. want to give somebody that old that much control? I don't think you doubt their ability and their legacy and everything. But I think there's a certain point where, I mean, Belichick's what, 71? Yeah. And how many more years really can he keep up at that pace? And there's also, I mean, there's there's decline. I mean, it's no different like politicians, right? You know, we always say about politicians. It's 
But I think at least with these coaches, can he burn the candle like he did in the past? Living in, in there, spending 18-hour days, having his whole life about that. Does he have the ability to? And maybe yeah. that's where the decline has happened over the last few years, right? You know, after Betty left where it's just maybe age is catching up to him. I mean, it's just, can he do it anymore? And I think, but I, I think that teams aren't going to invest bringing him in, giving him control where, you know, you don't know where, because it's not like you invest in a player, right? Invest in a player, you can cut your losses and in the next year or two, you're back at square one, right? Coaches, think about it. If if either one of them become control of a team, it's going to be shaped in their image. So it's not one player that you're on the hook for. It's the whole 53-man roster. It's the whole coaching staff. And when being a Browns fan, going back to being a great Browns fan, when you blow up, uh, when you blow up after you hire the wrong head coach and the GM and everything, it, it puts you back at square one. You're starting all over again. All of a sudden, your 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 team roster just turns over 100. You're looking for new picks. You're 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 doing that whole rebuild thing, and I think that's the issue with both of them is that because of their age and because of the level of control they want to have. If Belichick came in and just said that he, oh, fine, you know what, I'll just be head coach, I think he would have a job next year. I just don't see his ego letting him do that. Well, it's going to depend because the only reason he, so the only reason he want to keep coaching is because he's so close to Shula's record. Yeah. He wants that. And to be honest with you, I think he has no problem spending 18 hours a day there. Like, that's his life. Like, he's comfortable there. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't think he knows what to do without being can he, there. Can he do it at the level? I mean, the output is it going to be the same as it was ten years ago? Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's been in it for what twenty five years plus, and the league's changed, and the league's going younger. The head coaches, I mean, they just hired what uh, 30, literally 40. half his age. Yeah, like half not like not like players, yeah. yeah, coaches who can now relate to players of their present time, like of the age group, like. Again, he drafts a twenty-year-old quarterback, and he's seventy-two. Like, okay, he's, he could be his grandfather. Not like he's old, older to be his exactly. son. Exactly, he's grandfather age. Yeah, and so I think it's just you know he's outdated. To your point, like he's just point, yeah. he's just outdated, and there's it, a lot is, of it, yeah, it yeah. is what it is. He's just outdated. His That's methods right. are outdated. What he wants to do is clearly outdated because the team got worse every year, and. It was just, it, look, sometimes it's just over. It's hard for players sometimes to recognize that just as much as it is for coaches. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like he's done. And uh, and that's it. He's not going to hit the Shula record. He's just got to accept that. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. And then for Carroll, the thing with him in Seattle, like I know he's a special counsel or whatever bullshit. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, But see him, I could see him going in and just being a coach I plus care. i think his energy level is much higher than belichick's he's also a much more personable uh coach energy wise um although michelle always laughs about him because of the fact that they still screwed that super bowl but that being said right I, the same thing though like his age i look at him differently like I know he's older than belichick but he doesn't look and feel like he's older than belichick i i, I know what you mean and i agree and I, so I think he can relate more with kids. I just don't think he right. was uh, like he's a top candidate anymore, and he'd have to show that he could do it. So I think th- between the two, 
for next year. Carroll has a better chance than Belichick. Um, I, I, I guess the thing is, the only teams I could only see if it was a team that was like, like the Bills, right? Who I think a part of it is the Bills is coaching. I mean, I I think that part of it has to be is that you know they they need. I, I don't think that they have the coaching staff in place. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm surprised that coach didn't get fired. And so I could see Carroll going to like a Buffalo, right? One that kind of like what happened if you look at Tampa Bay, right? When Brady went over, mm-hmm. they had that team, but they brought in Arians. And then, like you know, a year or two later, they run on Brady. I think that's the type of thing that a t- similar situation. I mean, of course, they already have the quarterback in Buffalo, right? But I think if Carroll can go to a Buffalo, he can bring him over the top. I think that would be the idea. I'm not saying he would or wouldn't. I, I'm just saying I think that the route to philosophy. I don't think anybody's going to bring Carroll in on a rebuilding team. No, you can't. You can't bring coaches like that to rebuild because they don't have time. They don't have that. I just don't think that they have it. I think the it can almost be like that shock therapy, right? Where he can come in, change the culture really quick. Not saying that it'll be maintained. Like I, I could see like maybe Belichick going to a Buffalo if he didn't try to have full control and like you know that cultural change that he yep. can do. I'm not saying it would do it long term or that it wouldn't wear thin, but I could see them coming into a situation. I don't see either one of them. I guess in a rebuilding team, right? Or a team that needs somebody long term. You know, yeah. five years because coaching, no matter what, coaches come in and unless you have that that base, you know, coaching and GM is still going to take you three to five years to get the players. You still need the quarterback. Without the quarterback, you're not making it in the NFL. Right, right. I mean, because both of them, it, Belichick and Carroll, are only going to a team for a Super Bowl win. I mean, I know Belichick. You said for the wins, but let's just be honest. No team's going to bring them in just because of their name. They're bringing them in because. They want to get to a Super Bowl, not just playoffs, right? So, yep. yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I, I think they're, I think they're done. I mean, I definitely think Belichick's done. I just it's don't. Crazy. He it's, had to hang yeah. on to New England to get that record, and he just this last year was enough. I mean, two years in a row, not having a quarterback. The, yeah, and I yeah. mean other things. They also had a lot of dysfunction. They do just, without having that leader in the 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 locker room. You know, Brady set the tone. I'm not saying it's all on Brady, but without having that leader who shared the same mindset as the coach, it's over. Yeah, I I agree. Everybody has to be accountable, and when they're not there, it's it's a challenge. When you don't have that voice uh, outside of the coaches that can speak and and you know back the coaches up. So, yeah, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, But yeah, this week we got we got the Pro Bowl tomorrow flag football so that should be fun i actually like that i'm glad that they went to flag football yeah no i'm interested to watch try yeah i agree it's not bad i like the skills challenges that they've already done i'm glad that they went to that because playing a football game in a pro bowl is just stupid yeah well i always like the skills challenges they did back in early 2000s yeah yeah like 90s and 2000s and they went away from it and so i i think the format's fitting for me i like this format now i like this format a lot better This, this is the best format they can do for pro bowl I agree. It's, it's actually something that you'll watch. I never watch. I, I don't think I've ever watched a, a Pro Bowl game beginning to end. I mean, I may have watched certain. Parts. I haven't since like early '90s. I don't even remember when I if I've ever watched a full one. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. I know. I mean, I'm, you're I'm, old, I'm, dude. Fuck, I don't know. 
used to always happen after the Super Bowl too. So yeah, yeah. And they pushed it in between and still didn't get a lot of people to watch. So they didn't you know, change the fact that the players aren't trying. Yeah. So now I don't want them different. to. I don't want my players to get hurt in a fucking Pro Bowl game. That's worse than an exhibition game. See, that's why your team loses because you don't compete all the time. All the time. Fucking quitter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> all right. So, like, well, what are we going to talk about when fucking the football season's over? There's plenty to talk about. We got plenty to talk about. Like what? So we can talk about the uh, NBA season. We can talk about the <laughs> MLB season. Uh, Honestly, we could t- we could go into politics. We haven't even done that, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. we we have options. I think you know at some point, you know, as we have our couple of listeners here, um, you know, we may have to change the format up a little bit. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Just we like can evolve. Unlike yeah. Belichick, we can evolve. Exactly. Right. There you go. Cool. We have to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for joining again this week. Hope you enjoyed yeah. the show, and uh, we'll be back next week, I believe, once the Super Bowl is going what on. You believe. Well, we have one person traveling, so we'll see. I'm not traveling yet. Not okay. until the fifteenth. Okay. So and next again, weekend, I want to do a remote show. I, I want to try we'll to see work how that goes. Show. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. So then we'll be back next week, At and then I we'll think. we'll figure it out from there. So everybody good. have a good week, and uh, thanks for listening. Way to wave goodbye. Say there something. Say something. Say goodbye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. I